0: Hello everyone and welcome to our latest edition of Chris's Mic Drop. This is week 15 of the 2020 season, almost at the end. Game 14 coming up against Josh Allen from Wyoming and the Buffalo Bills. It should be a good one at Empower Field at Mile High. A Saturday game, not a Sunday, a Saturday game. Kickoff at 2.30. They do that, the NFL, uh, uh, the second of the last week. Every year, and uh, the Broncos got the uh, good straw. I'm kind of glad that they're playing on Saturday. You mix it up, uh, number one, and uh, you know it, it's you still get enough rest um, going into uh, you know the second and the last game, and you get a little extra rest going into the final. And um, you know, as far as observing for the fans, I think it's good to have a Saturday afternoon nfl game maybe sunday off to do what you want here on uh during the christmas season uh the broncos so many times in recent years have played on christmas day or christmas eve it's kind of nice to have uh this little break here uh going into uh christmas which is friday uh merry christmas to everyone uh, hope you have a great holiday remember about uh this time last year you're filling out the christmas cards and everybody's going uh Uh, have a great 2020. Well, the heck with that. That didn't work out. Uh, (laughs) So um, let let us hope 2021 comes with uh, uh, definitely a cure for the virus and we can get things uh, back to normal here. Uh, Last week, what a game for Drew Locke against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Tremendous game. Fangio's defense played well for a half, fell apart there in the second half, and then rallied uh, on that final drive thanks to Draymond Jones getting a sack on the first play of the uh, final drive for the Panthers but uh, great game for Locke. He started slow but then once he got in his rhythm he started hitting those short passes. He had 13 of his 21 completions to running backs or tight ends. That means he was looking for the uh, money throw, the easy throw and uh, and then That opened up uh, K.J. Hamler and Jerry Judy down the field. Hamler with two touchdown catches, both on deep ones. Uh, Judy had only uh, two catches, but an 11-yard first down and 31-yarder on a stop-and-go. So, uh, double move. They used to call it stop-and-go. But, uh, uh, good game for Drew Locke. Uh, Four touchdowns, no interceptions, 280 yards, 149.5 on the passer rating, he did have a a fumble that led to a score for Carolina, so uh, Pat Shermer got on him for that, That that play can't happen either. But uh, it, it was it was a game where Drew Locke answered the call. First of all, I I, I tell you what I like about Drew Locke. I mean, uh, Nick Vanette said it this week, he's called him fearless. And uh, I tell you, the guy is a bit unflappable. I mean, he's been besieged, beleaguered, to say the least, at times this year, uh, with the criticism from the media and the public and, and the fan base, uh, he really. Um, and then he goes and he doesn't wear his mask. Him and his fellow quarterbacks, and it's a fiasco against the New Orleans Saints, and the whole town, frankly, is down on Drew Locke. He comes out on the other side. He throws an interception on the first series against the Chiefs, and everybody's just covering their up their eyes and since then he has played well Um, you know he he played well the rest of the game against the Chiefs came up a little short uh, played very well against the Carolina Panthers so this guy he just he refuses to lose confidence so uh, a good game for Drew Locke he's back on track as the Broncos quarterback of the future but uh, most people uh, including me want to see it again Um, that game Kind of jumped the graph a little bit. Uh, it, it was it. You know, you're you're going a flat line like this, and then all of a sudden you had the Carolina game, and you come back down. Um, let's see if he can keep it. You know, on, on a steady plateau, make it uh, look like a mesa, table mesa uh, here for the rest of the season. Um, Broncos are five and eight. The Buffalo Bills are ten and three. I think it's good for the league that the Bills and and not. Uh, The New England Patriots are dominating the AFC East this year. Uh, The Bills can win the the division for the first time since 1995. How long ago was that? Josh Allen, their star quarterback, and he is a star, uh, was not born until 1996. So uh, good for Josh Allen. Happy for him, the Wyoming Cowboy. Uh, went to, uh, he's from a small town outside Fresno, went to Laramie, now in Buffalo, and he's just tearing it up. 28 touchdowns, uh, passes, uh, nine interceptions. I think he's got eight more rushing touchdowns on the ground. Just a a, a true uh, dual threat. Um, Just to go over why Elway didn't draft him. Elway loved him. You know, he loved that. That was the big four year with uh, Baker Mayfield um sam darnold josh allen and uh the fourth one was josh rosen uh who really uh bombed out from that lamar jackson was the fifth and lamar um you know you'd have to say he's better than all of them josh allen though is a close second um if, if not overtaking lamar jackson this year because allen's a better thrower than lamar jackson is uh allen a, a stronger runner uh, not as fast. No one's as fast as Lamar, but uh, Josh Allen, a stronger runner. But the reason why John Elway didn't take him is, you know, a lot of people had doubts about Josh Allen making the jump after playing in a, at a small conference, the Mountain West, and then, um, you know, his accuracy problems. And uh, he's a, he was a big guy with a big arm, but the Broncos just had that with Pax and Lynch. And, and you, you know, in, in the... And also, remember, Elway hadn't given up on Lynch yet. He was the first-round pick in 16. He didn't cut uh, Paxton Lynch until training camp of 18. So uh, it was five months after that draft that the Broncos said goodbye to Paxton Lynch. I think Elway was still holding out hope that Lynch, the switch would go on. It never did. And so Josh Allen got away. and, And really, I blame that on timing. I mean, it's bad luck. Paxton Lynch kind of cost the Broncos the chance at Josh Allen. Had they not got Paxton Lynch, I think Elway takes Josh Allen in the 2018 draft. Now, he's going to take Sam Darnold. He liked him better. But again, he liked Sam Darnold because of Paxton Lynch. Um, So I I really think that uh, Josh Allen is the closest thing to John Elway that there's been in the last 40 years in the National Football League the way he runs as big as he is and that big arm. In fact, Josh Allen to me is the only guy who I've seen who might, who I think might have a stronger arm than John Elway. Elway has said that Brett Favre had the strongest arm he ever saw. I thought Elway had the strong uh, stronger arm than Favre. They both kind of threw with their with that rump, you know, they really put their rump into the throw and um uh, that's why I thought Elway could throw at 110 miles an hour, translating to baseball speed. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd say Favre was maybe a, a 101. Josh Allen might be Nolan Ryan. He might be 112. So, uh, uh, and Allen, that's it's it's mostly arm with him. I mean, he's a big guy. He's got a lot of body behind the throw, but uh, not like Elway or Favre had behind their throws. So. Uh, it's going to be exciting. I, I can't wait to to watch this game Saturday because I want to watch the Bills. I want to watch Josh Allen. I like. I, I mean, I I like watching Patrick Mahomes execute his offense. Um, I like watching Lamar Jackson uh, play for the Baltimore Ravens that Monday night game against the Browns. The f- track meet, forty seven to forty two. I mean, Lamar Jackson. You don't have to throw. You don't have to throw to score points in the NFL. Tebow proved it in 2011 and to a much greater degree, Kyler Murray and, and Lamar Jackson now. Uh, so uh, t- Kyler Murray's going to throw okay, but still accuracy, not not up there with the best. We had a chance this week to talk to Deontay Spencer, one of the heroes from the Broncos, 37 uh, to 32 win. Was that what it knows? 32 to 27 win against the Carolina Panthers. And, uh, Deontay Spencer got it all started uh, with a 83-yard touchdown return off a punt. And uh, a punt that he had two gunners in his lap. He hopped away from one, then hopped away from the other, and off he went. It was was something to behold. And he credited uh, Tom McMahon. I know Tom McMahon, the Broncos special teams coordinator, uh, has been beleaguered at times this year. A lot of people wonder about his future, but Deontay Spencer, a big uh, Tom McMahon fan, and and hopes that he comes back. He talks about that, and um, Deontay just a a good man. He's had a rough upbringing. His father, uh, most of Deontay's life, his father was incarcerated um, in in drug for drug uh, related reasons. Got out, cleaned up, uh, got his own. Uh, the Cliffs impressive cuts. In New Iberia, Louisiana, and then unfortunately in a robbery attempt, uh, Dad was uh, uh, was killed, and a robbery gone bad. Uh, four people have been uh, sentenced in that uh, in that case. It happened about ten years ago. Um, the mom and the and the daughter, uh, uh, the you know Deontay's sisters, kept it running for a while, but it's no longer uh, the barbershop's no longer operating uh, so, but uh, Deontay uh, became a nice, uh, fine young man. Given his upbringing, got to give mom and sister a lot of credit. And uh, uh, he went to McNeese State, which was uh, not far, I think a 100 miles maybe, not quite from New Iberia. Um, And then uh, he wound up making his mark in the Canadian Football League. So we enjoyed our time with Deontay Spencer. Uh, Why don't you listen to this interview that we had with him, and then on the other side, we'll talk about the upcoming game between the Broncos and Buffalo Bills. So here he is, Deontay Spencer, in our talk with him this week. Deontay Spencer, thanks for joining us today. AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. Uh, I guess uh, you return a touchdown and you get an award, right? That's as e- as uh, easy as that. Uh, congratulations.
1: I appreciate it,
0: Doug. Uh, let's uh, walk us through that uh, that return.
1: Um, it was just a return, a return left that we had on. Uh, you know, I just trusted my blockers that they was going to be back there. Um, uh, to, for me to get a chance, an opportunity to catch the ball. And, you know, once I caught it, uh, pretty much um, my guy, my guy giving ability took over. So it, it happened so fast. Um, you know, once I got uh, through the seam and got through the hole, seeing the open space, you know, it was just, you know, a, a matter of time for me to get in the end zone. So um, it was a great, a great uh, punt scheme, punt return scheme by Coach Midge. And, um, you know, we, we got it in the end zone. I thought the uh, key to that 83-yard return was the first
0: yard, when yep. you hopped away from the first guy and hopped away from the second gunner, especially the first gunner. I mean, you could have, uh, you could have fair uh, caught that ball and no one would have blamed you. Why yep. did you go for it?
1: Um, you know, man, I just—it was kind of one of those things this week, this whole week. You know, I just kind of been practicing on people um, being around me and catching the ball in, in tight spaces, and I was confident in myself. You know, just to make that to make that play. And, uh, you know, they say if you make, if you can make one of the gunner miss and, uh, you know, make the second man miss, um, it's, it's a great opportunity for a big play. So um, that's what happened, man. It was, it was one of those things where you kind of, I kind of really can't explain it. You know, I, I, my, my assignment and my job was, you know, trying to get to, to the left side and, uh, you know, I did. So
0: um, I wasn't surprised you returned it for a touchdown because you've come close plenty of times here the last couple of years What surprised me. Is you had that much juice and uh, energy after you were out for two weeks with COVID? Uh, could you uh, kind of let our viewers know what you went
1: through for those two weeks uh, while you had the virus? Uh, those two weeks were tough, man, because I'm I'm just a guy that you know loves to be around my teammates, um, love to have fun. So being in the house, it was kind of it was kind of one of those like those crazy times for me because I was not around my teammates, and you know that's that's kind of what would uh you know, gets me going. So, um when I got back, you know, everybody was excited for me. Um uh they say COVID makes you faster. They told some of my teammates told me, uh, I look faster out there. So maybe it was maybe it was from COVID. So um, you know, it was just it was just a, a great opportunity, man. I was excited to be back. Um a guy's kept telling me, you know, before that whole game, it was like, you know, come back and, and you know, make a big play. And, you know, it was just the the right moment and the right time, and it happened.
0: What kind of symptoms did you have? I mean, did you get hit hard, or did you really?
1: Yeah, my, yeah, the first first like three or four days, you know, I had some bad body aches, had like some body chills, um, was running a fever. And then, you know, like the next two, maybe like day five and day six, I felt fine. And then, you know, day like eight, I lost my taste and my smell. And that was kind of big for me. you know my mom was cooking some some great dishes for me and I couldn't taste them so uh it was one of those things where like I didn't even really know I lost my taste until it was like my mom and uh my girlfriend she was like I can't taste and I was like I don't think I can taste either so it was just crazy um that you know I was I had covid cuz first of all I was just shocked that I could you know I got it because you know I was just you know, you're just living a you just living a life, not really thinking about it. And then finally, I get that call, and I said they tell me I have COVID. So, it was crazy, um, but I did have some symptoms. But you know, after after about day ten, day eleven, you know, my body started to feel a little normal. And uh, you know, I was I was just kind of waiting to get back and be around my teammates.
0: Have you uh, had a chance uh, to speak to kids or do anything for? Underprivileged kids, because of your background, we talked about your story, your upbringing, how, how difficult it was with your dad, who uh, spent uh, most of your childhood in jail, and then had it all together, had his own barber shop, and uh, uh, was was gunned down by a robbery uh, gone bad. Uh, but yet, you've been able to stay on the on the straight and narrow, a fine young gentleman. You credit your your mom
1: and your sister do you tell your story to uh to uh kids yeah um i do man and it's one of those things where it took me a while to talk about it um just because you know it was was one of those things where i was i wasn't i wasn't really you know um too happy about it you know just the way everything kind of planned out but you know eventually as i got older I realized that my story can, you know, affect so many people, and there's so many other kids um, in the world that's probably going, going through or went through the same thing I did, you know, just losing, um, just losing your father, and you know, being raised in a a single parent home. But yeah, um, now, you know, it's something I I love to talk about, and uh, just kind of giving back to my community, um, and and, you know, where I'm, where I'm born, it's one of the things that you know I take pride in, and. uh, Um, I look forward to just continue to doing that and keep inspiring kids back home um, where I'm from and all over the country.
0: What can you say about your special teams coordinator, Tom McMahon? He, uh, you know, received some criticism earlier this year when special teams were, uh, you know, struggling just a little bit. But it seems like they've rallied nicely
1: here in the last two or three weeks. What kind of special teams coordinator you have there? Man, I have a, a great special teams coordinator, Tom. Um he's helped me out so much since I've been here. Um, just the nuances of becoming a you know, a great punt returner. Um, you know, for me it was one of those things where I was just I came in here. Um I had never met, you know, Tom or anybody in this organization and they trusted in me, you know, just to to come back here and, and fulfill a role um that they you know, that they needed. So um for them just to have the faith and the belief in me to come in here and do that you know that's that's a big um a big thing from from Coach Tom and you know man it's it's one of those things where he you know he stays on me um you know after practice I'm on the jugs and he's always you know pushing me just the the little things and the little details and you know finally it paid off so uh, he's been a tremendous help uh for me um you know just in my career since I've been here
0: as a special teamer you also Observe a lot, you know, the offense and defense. What can you tell us about the team this year versus what the Broncos were in
1: 2019? I think I think it's just our camaraderie man, like everybody in this building believes, you know, we have a tight family and guys believe that and I feel like that shows in our play. Um, you know, even the games that we lose, um, you know, guys are riding up behind each other and just to see that that, you know, that will. Um, That everybody just continue to play hard even when we're down or going into games where you know, we're the underdog and I feel like even that Saints game where we you know, we didn't have a quarterback and I was out um, Just watching it on TV man. You just seen how how hard guys competed out there And I feel like that's that's going to continue to grow and you know It's only gonna help us on in the future because it's a young team, but you know, I feel like guys are stepping up and uh, You know making big plays
0: You got started uh, with your chance a little later than most people. You're 28 now, so you probably got what three, four, five more years uh, uh, in the league. What any thoughts on what you're going to do when you're done playing?
1: Um, you know, I have some ideas. You know, um, just continue to keep doing what I'm doing in in my community Um, is one thing. But um, you know, I haven't really sat down and and you know put all my marbles in the basket of what I really want to do. But I have some ideas. But um, that's one thing, man, just continue to keep inspiring and keep motivating and um, sharing my story um, to to the youth. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been a blessing, you know, for me to get here. You know, I, I, I worked my tail off to get back to the NFL and, um, you know, everything's coming full, uh, full circle and I just feel blessed right now. All right, Deontay.
0: Well, listen, thank you very much for joining us. Good luck. Stay healthy now. Uh, You're on a roll, so it's important to stay healthy and finish strong here in the last three games. I appreciate it. Thank you very much to Deontay Spencer. We had a chance to talk to him last year, too, and we went deeper into his uh, background, and now he's uh, really made his mark on his own here um one one thing about uh deontay spencer i don't think he's fumbled yet and you think consider all the problems the punt uh, broncos have had in punt returners and kickoff returners over the years they had a great one in Trindon holiday but he couldn't hang on to the ball um then they had isaiah mckenzie who's now with the bills and doing well with the bills but isaiah mckenzie had trouble with ball security for the Broncos, and now you've got uh, Deontay Spencer, who doesn't fumble. He and Philip Lindsay, two of the smallest guys on the team, in fact, probably the two smallest guys on a fifty-three man roster, and they don't fumble. It's got to say something about technique, uh, you know, how you how you uh, cradle the ball, how you place it next to your body, um, you know, hand over the tip. Uh, they're very good at it, uh, and and also I think it helps that uh, little guys don't take big shots you know like like bigger guys do. Um, Melvin Gordon, uh, he's had problems hanging on to the ball. He's a bigger guy. He takes bigger shots. So um anyway, that's uh really interesting the ball. I think Deontay Spencer is is probably the best punt returner they have had the Broncos. I mean, Holiday was was way more explosive, the most explosive in history, but uh you know the you know uh, up there with uh, Vaughn Hebron and, and Glenn Milburn, um, uh, he's right up there, uh, Deontay Spencer. He needs a couple more years, um, but uh, or, or maybe one more year, but uh, he's a good one. He's a good one. So thank you to Deontay Spencer on that. Okay, so it's the Broncos against the Bills. And uh, what we've seen this year is the Broncos have uh, five wins. All right. And who have they beat? They beat the Jets who are 0 and 13. They beat New England who are 6 and 7. They beat Miami. Uh the Dolphins are 8 and 5. So that's the one winning team. That's the best team they've played on paper anyway. They beat the Chargers who are 4 and 5 and they beat uh 4 and 9, I mean, and Carolina. The Panthers are 4 and 9. So uh the Dolphins are and the and New England their best win uh the broncos have lost uh to the likes of tennessee pittsburgh um tampa bay uh, all of those teams are in the playoffs at the end of right now kansas city twice in the playoffs atlanta uh, a team they did not beat um atlanta struggling along at um what's atlanta right now four four and nine five and five and eight something like that so uh and then New Orleans, of course, they're going to the playoffs, ten and three. Uh, that game almost shouldn't have count. But the Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott, I think the most underrated head coach in the NFL. I mean, he he should have won an NFL head coach of the year. He's he's it's tremendous how he turned that program around. Remember this about Buffalo? They went after Mike Shanahan a couple times after Mike was fired by the by the Broncos in two thousand and eight. But Shanahan, you know, or or his wife Peggy, uh, you know, I I think Shanahan has said he couldn't get his wife Peggy to move to Buffalo. So uh, Sean uh, McDermott has just done a tremendous job. I credit McDermott, and I credit uh, all those top ten draft picks that the Bills had, about ten years' worth. And then uh, you got to credit Josh Allen. They finally found a quarterback. The way it goes, guys, in the NFL – there, there's about six or seven quarterbacks that that uh, that can that can win a Super Bowl and um, if you don't have one, you're not very good. you're not a serious contender and drew Locke played like a top six quarterback last week uh, but he's only done that maybe twice in his career so far through 15 starts. he's still young but he has to get to where he's at least a top 12 quarterback. He is not that right now in fact, um he is the thirty-third ranked quarterback out of thirty five. There are thirty-five eligible. Um he was thirty-second last week, had that big game against Carolina, and fell to thirty-three. It shows you how far back he was in last place, number one, and two, Trubisky and Tua uh wound up getting inside the uh the passer rankings. They weren't uh they didn't throw enough passes to be eligible until last week. Now they're in there and they moved ahead of Drew Locke. So it's about drew Locke he'll finish this season he's got the final three games and he is the big question mark. It's not about whether the Broncos finish eight and eight or seven and nine or six and ten or five and eight. Um, it's about whether drew Locke um, is ready to be the quarterback uh, when the uh when the Broncos are zero and zero to start 2021 and uh, we'll talk about that and uh, by the way, Melvin Gordon, Delayed uh, or, or continued his court case, he believes he's gonna he, he's gonna beat it. So that's why he did it. He there's evidence. His lawyer said there's evidence uh, that they're still talking over with the DA, and he hopes uh, he won't have any suspension right now. It's a gamble. Um, so we'll see how that uh, turns out. But his court date was delayed until January fourteenth. So until then, everybody, thank you uh, for listening here on Cliss's Mic Drop Week. 15 we have uh two or three more of these uh, son of a guns uh next week uh the broncos play at los angeles against the chargers finish up back home in 2021 january 3rd against the las vegas raiders by the way uh, the broncos will not have brandon mcmanus as their kicker uh, he was hoping that the five-day quarantine as a high-risk close contact started monday it did not. It started Tuesday, so he's not eligible to come off until Sunday. So it will be Taylor Russolino as the Broncos kicker. He's never kicked in the NFL before, had a good year in the XFL in St. Louis with uh, Marquette King as his holder. Um, so um, we'll see how Taylor Rusolino, tell you what, the Broncos might want to uh, convert in the red zone this week if they want any chance of beating the Buffalo Bills. So again, Saturday, 230, not Sunday, but Saturday, Broncos versus Bills at Empower Field at Mile High. Thanks to Deontay Spencer, and thank you for listening to Cliss's Mic Drop.